Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, another rider, another day, another morning. Today we have the lovely Annalise. Yes, you said it right. Hi, Simon. <laughs> Because she's a very bubbly, attractive lady, and I knew she was in the fashion industry from what I saw. She's got these white, um, kinky but stylish boots on. Ooh! And uh, some colourful, um, I couldn't tell what it is, but it looks very stylish. Ooh! So today, we're just going to talk to Annalise about her industry. She's in the fashion industry, and she's doing some virtual show. Well, that's where I'm taking her to. So, Annalise, how, how, how did you get into the fashion industry? What motivates you to stay in the fashion industry? First of all, I've got to say I'm really enjoying this interview. I've never been interviewed in the back of an Uber. It's quite fun. Um, I feel like this is a very interesting platform that you've got going here, so I will definitely be listening out for that. Um, but, yes, you asked me how I got into the fashion industry. I've been modelling since I was, like, 12, so I've been in the fashion industry for, like... 20 plus years let's put it that way and um i'm i mean you've kind of analyzed my energy as soon as i got into the car that is usually what i do everywhere i go people seem to get drawn to me very charismatic i like talking and so that's how i've managed to carve my career out from modeling talking about fashion beauty i had a radio show all types of things like that was that a good enough answer simon yeah yeah so all right let's we've got some time so You've been modelling since you were 12. What was that like? And how did you get into it as, as a 12-year-old? Oh, I was a very, very obnoxious child. And um, I'm an only child, also, to add into that. Um, I actually took photos of myself in a photo booth in Safeways and sent them off to a child modelling agency. OK. And um, got my parents to take me. So I kind of forced my way in. Nobody found me. <laughs> OK. Yeah. <laughs> But any child who does that on their own steam, any, any agent would like, okay, we'll be interested, or any agency I would have thought. Yeah. What did your mum and dad say when you said, I want to be a model? Oh, they loved it. They kind of, I mean, they knew it was happening. I, could, I was always that child getting, like, loving getting her photo taken. And uh, yeah, I was just that child. So they didn't, they weren't that surprised. Okay. They just listened to me and took me along. So. From that young age, was it adverts? Was it um, catwalk kind it of thing? It was cute stuff. I liked it back then. It was cute, like teen magazines and smiley, cute stuff. And then it got really difficult transitioning into adult modelling. I um, wasn't sure if I was supposed to be a model. I'm not exactly the tallest girl. I'm not the tallest, I'm not the skinniest, I'm not the prettiest. You know all of those dramas when you're growing up. Or I don't know if you do know. Do you know about those dramas? I don't. I wouldn't say you're not pretty. I, I, I can't tell how short you uh, are. But in the fashion industry, <laughs> there's always this like competition of trying to be the best. And I wasn't sure that I was cut out for it. Um, Naomi did it. 
Yeah, but Naomi's Naomi. There's only one Naomi for a reason. Yeah, but what I'm saying is she has that mindset and regardless of how she looks, not to say she looks bad, I think she looks very nice, um, she just pushed on. She just pushed on in that respect of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally feel you. But like I said, not everybody can be that. But it's fine because I kind of... You grew out I, of it? I worked out how to enjoy my own sauce. Okay. And how did you do that? Um, well, I did a few different things. I went on... A, I was actually competed on Britain's Next Top Model and America's Next Top Model. Okay. That was like a past life of mine about 10 years ago or so. That gave me a platform to talk about fashion and beauty from, so I host live events, um, talking about things that I love, fashion, beauty, I'm a content creator, I have my YouTube channel, Annalise Days, you can find me there, I talk about my uh, my life in the fashion industry, along with my time on um, America's Next Top Model, which everybody seems to absolutely love at the moment. Yeah, so tell us about this America's Next top, top model. model. Have you heard of it, Simon? No, nope, I'm a man's man. So I certainly would not have heard of it. But Do you know who Tyra Banks is? Yeah, she married Seal, didn't she? No, that's Heidi Klum. Okay, I don't Tyra know. Banks is black, so yeah. you should definitely know her. No, was she a model? Yes, she's, her and Naomi have a long-standing feud. Yeah, okay. Um, right. She created a show that is in 88 countries around the world yeah. called Next Top Model. There's Britain's Next Top Model, Australia's Next Top Model. Well, what were those people doing with their kids walking into the street? Like, what was know. that? What was know. that? I don't know. Right. They've got flipping masks on, but <laughs> shove your kid into the street. Okay. Sorry. So, um, but yes, Tyra Banks. She's created this massive franchise that I grew up watching hundreds of millions. I, mean, I might be exaggerating hundreds of millions, but hundreds of thousands of people watch this franchise. It is a big deal. Mainly women and and and, and what and gay people probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably gay people. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, but it's probably but that's your, that's your see, main audience. I mean, I yeah, hear you. Which kind of cuts me out on both sides. It of does me. slightly, but it's kind of like it's a treasure. It's a worldwide well, treasure. I'm sure she's appreciated in the uh, industry. She is. She's a judge I, on. Um, <laughs> Well, America's Strictly Come Dancing now. Okay. So she's important. It's not like I'm just talking about some rare model. I don't doubt she's important. (laughs) I don't watch that show either. I'm not a reality show kind of guy. Mm -hmm. But on a positive note, I'd like to know what is it like being on the show? You know, what are the pros, the cons? Would you encourage other people to I try mean, and get on the show? Simon, how long is this taxi ride? We haven't got this long. No, well, you just say what this you can. This is why I've got to kind of point people to the YouTube, because I break it down. Obviously, back then, reality TV was slightly different to what it is now. They didn't realise how toxic it was. There was a lot of drama with production, which we're only finding about now. Um, arguments behind the scenes. In terms of doing it as a contestant, it was a highlight of my career but also one of the most traumatizing times in my life. Why? Because it's just confusing. They put you on the edge. At no point should any human being be in that kind of mental state. It's, um, you get, there's eliminations every four days. Every four days, there's a photo shoot, a challenge. You're constantly being judged left, right, and center. And you're trying to win. Wouldn't you say that's the law of the jungle though? It's the lure of the jungle in the real world, but not on TV where you can't talk to your friends, your phone's taken away from you, you can't go on the internet, you're stuck in a house with these people. Like, that's not normal life. Oh, so it's like a big brother situation? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, we were away for two and a half months. 
You can't go to the toilet by yourself. Really? Yeah, okay. like you are chaperoned constantly. We went to. So we it's did constant camera in the face. Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose in essence, it's good training for the media to come. I mean, I guess so. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking badly of it, but to be fair, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I wouldn't. So you wouldn't change it for? Oh no, of course not. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be doing what I was doing if it's not for. Alright, shows. So put it this way. What did you learn from that that you wish you knew before you started? What to prepare did I learn yourself? from that? To be fair, that still felt like when I was starting. Remember, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So it, I was still struggling to model around the times of those shows. So to me, it still felt like it was at the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. What I learned from it is all the transferable skills, though. You know, like I'm a tough cookie. It takes a lot for you to break me. Um, I kind of stand by who I am, whether you like it or not. Would you say you've been broken before in the industry? And that you've had to re-piece yourself and come back stronger? Would I say that I've been broken in the industry? Yes, for sure. I would actually, but that's more to do with my radio career. Okay. Um, do you listen to a lot of radio in the taxi? Uh, um, I'm mainly a podcaster, so I listen to podcasts. Oh, he's a podcast listener. Yeah, um, like Joe Rogan, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. What about Hart? No. no. Oh, he said no. No, can't <laughs> say. I listen to LBC at times, but it infuriates me. Oh, um, I see. When they don't question the mayor properly or really give Boris a hard time, so I just... <laughs> Yeah, well, I, just... I used to work on Heart. I used to have the, I used to do the party show, Club Classics, on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, it, Heart is like the is the biggest radio station in the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, Interesting. And it was great for two and a half years, until the rug was pulled out from underneath me. Let's put it like that. Oh. Yeah. What? That was probably the most devastating thing that ever happened in my life. So you felt that security, and then it just all went boom. Yeah. Okay. It went with a lie as well. They lied to me. Okay. But you know, that's entertainment for you, right? Do you want to share? I mean, I haven't really gone into detail of it because you never know what the future holds. Mm. And the company that owns Heart is a big global company. Yeah. It's actually called Global. So. Oh, you don't want their reach, well, their tentacles. No, I, I think, understand I that. I think people <laughs> in the industry already know how Global operate. Okay. But I don't hold it against them because you know what they got to do what they got to do. I just wish they didn't lie about it. So in essence, it could have, it wasn't necessarily the company itself. It's probably one or two individuals who weren't. Well, people they lied to my face. They called me in for a meeting, lied to my face, and then announced something different. Let's just put it that way. Okay. And that to me is not cool. Okay. I hear. I hear. Okay. Okay. So. You've had you've had a very very interesting life. So going back to this um, thing where you where they're following you around and all of those kind of things. What was the outcome for you? I came third on America's Next Top Model, oh. and that's pretty good. Out of how many contestants? Out of fourteen. Okay, that's good. That's, yeah, so you know, more, not too badly. Yeah, yeah, that's in the top, so it's in the top tier, really. You know, it? pretty yeah. fancy. I'm sure if this show was a big deal now instead of 10 years ago, I'd probably be a superstar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what is, um, what you say you do your own, uh, 
Instagram handle. Yes, yeah. Annalise Days. Make Annalise sure you follow Day. me, people. Let's, do you want to spell that for people? Yeah, so it's A-N-N-A-L-I-E-S-E, and my surname is Days, D-A-Y-E-S, like oh my days, but with an E-S. Okay, that's good. So check out her Instagram and do you do a YouTube channel as well? Yep, you can find me on there, Annalise Days. Everywhere's Annalise Days, to be fair. I keep it simple. Okay, that's good, that's good. And so on there, you obviously, from us conversation, you've bit your model. Yep, yeah. And you're, what would you say, a fashion designer? As you look no, trendy? I don't design. I just wear yeah. and enjoy fashion. I'm a, I'd call, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm a fashion influencer, you know, I'll throw that out there. Um, but I'm a presenter, so talking, hosting, all of that jazz. Okay, that's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. What do you see as your future? World domination. <laughs> World domination in the presentation, uh, presenter form. Yeah. Maybe you need to be up there with Boris. Oh no, Boris not too. Sh- no, 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 no. Not political domination. <laughs> I just, um, I mean, I just want to keep on doing what I do on a bigger and bigger scale. So forever growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see, in 20, 30 years time, you could see yourself still doing this. Oh, I better be. I'd be one stylish grandma too. <laughs> you got children? No. Okay. Eventually. Oh. <laughs> you didn't strike me as somebody who's got children. Okay. No, not 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 yet. We'll, we'll hold off on that for a bit. World <laughs> domination takes time, you see. Yeah, I understand. When you're going to be a true master at something, you've got to give it 110 percent. You do indeed. In that respect. Hmm. Would you encourage any uh, younger people to follow in your footsteps? And if so, what would be your advice to them? I encourage them to follow in their own footsteps. Like, if whatever it is you want to do, the only way you're going to get there is by doing it with gusto and never giving up. It's the, it's a pretty standard answer, really. I feel bad, but I think it's so true. I think it's all about diligence and never giving up. Mm-hmm. That's how you, where you get to where you got to get to. So you keep on trying and even though you fall over and everything, you keep on getting up, brushing yourself off, learning and moving Exactly. Along. See, you said it there, learning. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah everything's, a, everything's a major uh, experience in that sense. Yeah. Last but not least, the lovely Annalise, what's the impact you want to have on the world? <gasps> I just want to make people smile. <laughs> I'm not really essential. I mean, that's been made very clear by 2020. But I think that there's always a place for for people who make people feel good. You know, light, fluffy, look good, feel good, fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. All right. So the service you offer on the social media is about making people feel good, really. Yeah. And I do that through fashion. I do videos called Outfit Checks where I do take up different topics and swan around and click about and show people how to style different outfits. It's, you know, okay. kind of fun. You should check it out, Simon. Uh, I'm not really one for fashion. But well, I will what do you reco- mean? I will recommend it to the, the females I know. You should still, most of my followers are men. And, really? my, and my page is not even sexy, sexy at all. It's not, it's funny. <laughs> I was just discussing that with my boyfriend. My followers are about... 60% men. Are they, are they, like, they gay? That's, but they can't all be gay, can they? Well, I don't know. That's a, being, that's a bit crazy. They can't all be gay. Oh, 
<laughs> and then that's the point. I was getting into a conversation with my boyfriend about why that was. Um, he's the kind of guy as well that follows quite a lot of women. Not necessarily those pages like big asses and twerking on all the rest of it. More just women that are doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, 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 there's an audience out there for that. Yeah, well... Can I ask you a question? Go on. What, how did you start doing this? I started doing this... Taxi because, Chronicles? Yeah, because people tell... Like a hairdresser or a barber, people tell a lot of the taxi driver their problems or they get bad phone calls or whatever and they just offload on a taxi driver and I had an incident where there was a bit of... I would say this French lady, very typically French, brunette, long hair, beret, all that kind of thing. She, her English boyfriend didn't want to, it's a bit of an altercation and she kind of shoved into the taxi. Oh, And then she was telling me, drama. she was like making this funny noise. It's all in my first episode and, and then she, What I episode she, are we on now? Uh, we're on, this is 168. Oh, damn, yeah. okay. Yeah, but they're all short five to 15 minute episodes. But long story short, she was very upset. I comforted her in a professional way, just trying to give her the best advice verbally, and then she came on to me. I told some people oh. about the story and thing, but what I've, I'm going to be doing an episode about drunk women or tipsy women coming on to men that because they're be always talking about feminism, but from my experience with the taxi, you know, they need to learn to behave themselves. Damn, you've got a lot to say over there, haven't you? <laughs> fact, you don't you ever have people who just don't want to talk? You caught me on a good day. No, yeah, of course you do. You because sometimes you, have... you really don't. When you get a chatty, ratty um, taxi driver, it's actually quite annoying sometimes. It depends on what you're talking about. Because like, I had a lady who, normally she said she'd be really chatty, but she was during the lockdown, she's just been broke up with her partner and she's really not in the mood. So yeah. it's an uncomfortable silence. So you kind of find something to talk to her about that makes her takes her mind off things. Okay. And then she ends up thanking you and saying, oh, thanks for that. Um, sorry I couldn't do your episode. Um, but, you know, she was happy. She could see what you're doing and it helped her. Yeah. So you provided two services in one. And you feel good that you helped her. She feels good that thing. Everybody feels good. Look at you with so a in purpose. That res- in, in that respect, yeah. One of the main things for doing this episode uh, podcast is that you share, you allow people to share their skills and their industry, and then other people, mainly probably younger people, can um, learn from that and make an informed decision. Do they want to go into the chefing? Do they want to be an influencer and presenter? You know, do they want to be a journalist? And what the future holds. So that's along those kind of things. You sound like a natural communicator. But thanks a lot for that. It's been a great episode. You're welcome. And have a nice day. Uh We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years, it holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday, with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history. 
providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.